1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard says he's all in at Rangers And we'll welcome Alfredo Morelos back tomorrow Celtic will need to roll up their sleeves at Livingston According to Neil Lennon And Scotland will face Israel, Slovakia and Czech Republic In the next Nations League I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna And this is the week when lengths of rope are thrown into Scottish football Gordon Daniel Stendhal will hope his goggles and rope trick Can tie Hibs and Nods tonight in the derby Stephen Gerrard wouldn't give Alfredo Morelos any more rope after he went AWOL last week. Steve Clark will need to rope in a couple of new defenders after losing Scott McKenna and John Souter for the rest of the season's injury. And there's now a length of rope separating myself from Gordon Dale because Clyde Super scoreboard have banned us from shaking hands. Absolutely. Uh, we well seen he's got the tabloid hat on tonight, yeah. Gordon. I won't even try and attempt for you to go there with um, no. punning like that. But um, a big week, a big weekend, and it just rolls on to another match day tomorrow. Yeah, uh, well, tonight it starts with the Edinburgh Derby, Gordon. And then obviously a lot of big games tomorrow night And I think that all eyes will be in Livingston Celtic A lot of people expect that to be a difficult game uh, Especially what happened the last time Rangers are home to Hamilton They need to bounce back Big question mark for the Rangers supporters going along there Will Morelos, the bad boy, start tomorrow night? 01419511025 That is the number you need So don't hang about Please give us a call nice and early and let us know what is on your mind. You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. Yet again, Roger, it was quite the weekend. Scottish football really disappoints when it comes to drama and talking points and debating points. Plenty of them this weekend. Yeah, um, particularly Tynecastle Saturday night. Rangers had what Stephen Gerrard described as arguably their best performance of his reign as manager in Braga last Wednesday evening. And to go from that to arguably the worst performance of his reign at Tynecastle on Saturday night must be bewildering for him You saw how emotional he was on Saturday night um, He looked at his wits end with his players He's decided to tough it out Starting with Hamilton tomorrow night The big call, as Dan says Does Alfredo Morelos start? I think he's certain to start The big issue for me is Does he start with Florian Camberia? Will Steven Gerrard After seeing such a disappointing run of domestic form Since the winter break Will he tinker with his formation? Okay, let's hear a bit from Stephen Gerrard Rangers fans, tell us what you make of this He was very honest, very open About his feelings on Saturday Talk about how he had to to take time To think things over What did that mean? What did it mean with regards to his future? Well, it looks like if you are worried About his commitment to the club You can relax for now He says he's never considered his future at the club After the exit on Saturday He says he's all in And he's determined to improve And find success Roger, going back to to what you heard the weekend And perhaps comparing that to, to what you heard this afternoon What do you make of The, the way Stephen Gerrard's gone about The last few days? Um, well listen I think he's a manager Who wears his heart on his sleeve Very similar to Neil Lennon at Celtic They're both managers who Can get emotional After games um, Whether they're On emotional highs As Stephen Gerrard was On the 29th of December At Celtic Park Or emotional lows As he was At 7 o'clock Or half past 7 At Tynecastle on Saturday night um, He looked at the end of his tether With some of his players on Saturday night Did not go in and address the squad on Saturday night Waited, spoke to them on Sunday I think the next couple of months Will be the end of the road at Rangers For many of these players 
I think there will be changes for next season He's given some of the serial offenders Chance after chance after chance And they've let him down time after time after time And I think there's maybe going to be a line in the sand drawn After Tynecastle More interesting stuff from Stephen Gerrard Rangers fans, what do you think of this? I'm okay, I'm good Ready for the next challenge Which is Hamilton tomorrow but yes, from, from the game, the end of the game, uh, on the weekend, which was bitterly disappointing. Done a real lot of thinking to myself. I shared them thoughts with some, some people that are around me and I'm ready to go again. Did you at any point think about your future here? Long term? No, no, no. Listen, I'm in. I've signed up to something here. Uh, I'm in. I'm all in. <coughs> um, I always knew there was going to be periods like this that were tough. I always knew we were going to have some real setbacks. But I think this is when the club needs me most. Uh, and that's to stay strong and fight on and push and continue to try and improve this and build on the progress we've made in a lot of areas uh, and to learn some of the things that haven't gone so, got, gone so well uh, and, and try and avoid them happening again. I'm given this responsibility is to solve problems and, and, and find solutions. Um, we're always going to be challenged here at Rangers. We're always going to have good times. We're always going to have... Um, times where we're hurt and we have to feel some pain and suffer um, and my job is to find solutions that long term give us success but that's an exciting challenge for me of course I'd love nothing better than to still be in that competition but I don't fear that challenge I'm really excited to try and find that solution Yeah I don't think walking away was ever going to be the answer Gordon um, the only way he'll leave Rangers if the board decide that they don't fancy him to be the manager uh, next season and try and take on Celtic again uh, but he signed a long-term contract So the board have committed to him He's saying that he's committed to Rangers uh, But he has to start winning trophies He can't uh, you, you know, I like him I like what he's brought to uh, Scottish football Especially I think everybody gets carried away with Stephen Gerrard, the footballer We've now got to judge him as Stephen Gerrard, the manager And he was right uh, Everybody's been in the position has been in management You have a real poor result at the weekend and let me tell you, for everyone out there, it affects you. And it will affect him because he's a winner. He was a winner as a football player. He wants to be a winner as a manager. He's been let down again. And uh, Roger said there about one or two people that's let him down about the door. He brought them in. He brought them in. I think he's a bit soft at times with, for instance, Morellas. I think he should have handled that uh, a lot differently. He's well, learned. Was that not... The harsh approach at the weekend What do you mean soft? Soft would be to play him with I'm, or not? I'm, I'm talking before that oh. I think you left yourself open a little bit with Morelos uh, Yeah it's nice to get the arm put round him And call him the kid And call him X, Y and Z Sometimes you've really got to stand up And be strong with these people uh, Especially these players that let you down And he did let him down And Morelos uh, comes out with an apology And everything like that And so he should Gordon Because he's let his manager down Who had every bit of faith in him the manager needed him at the weekend. Did it mean that Rangers were going to get into the semi-final if Morelis was playing? I don't know. I can't answer that. Would they have a better chance with Morelis playing? Yes, he would. 01419511025. Stephen Gerrard is all in. What do you make of that, Rangers fans? Call us right now. He also says Morelos has shown remorse after the weekend. He has been punished by the club and is back in the squad for tomorrow. He's been disciplined uh, internally, which he's accepted. And he showed a lot of remorse for his actions and letting his teammates down and letting the supporters down. So he's accepted his punishment, which will stay private. 
for obvious reasons. So yes, he is available for selection. As a club, we're very united from top to bottom in terms of our standards and what's expected of the people that represent the club. That goes for all of us. So when someone goes against that trust, it's important that they're punished for it. So that's what's happened. But I think it's important we're not stubborn here. And we don't you know, continue it to fester and carry on. It's important that we move on from these situations. It's dealt with strongly, which it has been. Uh, and we move forward. I think with Alfredo, I think we all know how good a player he is. I think we've gone on record many, many times and praised what a top footballer he is and what a potentially even better footballer he can be. It's my job to give him the guidance and the support to try and help him get there as quick as he can. Um, is he going to be perfect right now? No. Um, is he going to uh, make mistakes and frustrate me moving forward from time to time? Possibly. But I need to make sure that I do the right thing for him uh, and the club in this situation. That's what I felt I've done. 01419511025. Let's hear from you. Alfredo Morelos has issued an apology this evening on his Twitter feed, amongst other things. I wish to apologise to the club, the manager, coaching staff, teammates, fans for disappointing them with my conduct. I understand people inside and outside the club are disappointed. I let them down. It was never my intention to do so. Everyone at Rangers, the fans, giving me so much love. I'm grateful and I just want to show everyone on the pitch how much Rangers means to me, says Alfredo Morelos. I don't buy that. Back in tomorrow night? Yeah, he will be. What um, do you mean you don't buy it? You I don't, don't think I, he means it? Nah, I just... It's time after time after time, Gordon. Now, I was one that uh, sat in the studio a few months ago and I was praising him and... You know, I'm thinking, has he turned the corner? But once again, he goes, how how many times, how many lives has this guy got? Now, yes, we can look at, he scores goals. Take his talent away, take his goal scoring away. As a manager, you get caught up because all your interests go to this guy. Try to make sure this guy's okay. Try to make sure his discipline's okay. And you take your eye off the ball sometimes. Is he worth the luxury? Right now, I'd say no. If you were manager... Of Aston Villa or Crystal Palace or Newcastle, and you had been considering signing Alfredo Morelos for several million pounds. How would the last week have uh, affected your opinion of the player? Roger, there'll be managers down there that I think they can handle him, and I totally understand that. Me personally, I couldn't. I wouldn't give him a time of day. I would have him out my road. I really would. I think he's a terrific talent, but I think he's too much baggage. And when you're a young manager like Steven Gerrard, learning his trade. That's one thing he doesn't need He has to concentrate on the guys that want to play for a club Ricky is in Easter House, hi Ricky Hi, good evening, good evening Roger, good evening guys, how are you doing? Hi Ricky uh, I've been listening to you since last Wednesday And all the praises for Stephen Gerrard's team Quite rightly so, what a wonderful result they got And then the Hearts result And I think Stephen Gerrard's got an easy right here this is the man that's brought in these players that's on the park. He paid £7 million for Ryan Kent, who's produced very little. I think he's got an easy ride now. If Neil Lennon had brought in players and he weren't performing, I'm sure Neil Lennon would get it in the neck. I think this guy's got an easy ride. Why? Because it's his first job. Well, uh, Rangers give him that, so uh, it's up to them. But I think he's got an easy ride here. Well, listen, there was a couple of callers last Tuesday night, Ricky And this was obviously the night before Bri A couple of Rangers supporters saying For the first time they felt Stephen Gerrard could maybe be on his way out of Rangers And I think they said at the time Even if for Rangers the nightmare scenario unfolded They went out in Braga, they went out at Tynecastle I thought the board would stick 
with Steven Gerrard and give him another crack at it next season. Um, half of the nightmare scenario unfolded, if you like. They, they get through in Braga to take on Leverkusen, but they're out the Scottish Cup. They won't win anything domestically this season. Looks to me that he's going to get another crack at it. But uh, as I said at the top of the show, I think Tynecastle must be a line in the sand for some of these players. I think Steven Gerrard has shown an awful lot of loyalty to an awful lot of players who have not really repaid that loyalty so far. I know the point you make about Ryan Kent. I don't, and listen, if he's seven million pounds, he's seven million pounds. I don't. I've never really bought into this, you know, transfer fee thing as a kind of millstone round their neck. Kent, Kent's not been one of the better players. That much is true, but I think he needs he needs a lot more from a lot of players. Didn't surprise me at all. The goal at Tynecastle again came in that channel between Tavernier and Goldson. Many times have Rangers lost goals in that area. For me, he's not getting nearly enough out of his midfield in terms of either goals or creativity. And if Morelos isn't there and doesn't have a smile on his face, you, you sometimes wonder where the goals are coming from. I think he now needs to open his eyes, he needs to be more flexible in his formation, and it needs to be horses for courses. If he needs to come back and slug it out at Tynecastle after performing well in Portugal, then come back and slug it out. Don't try and play out from the back in a force nine gale and the rain and the hail pouring down. Roger, the only thing is you, you highlighted every mistake that was going there on the pitch. But who takes the responsibility for that? The buck stops at the manager. And, and I'm not... Let me just be on record in saying this. I actually like him. I think his press conference, everything about him, I think he's he's brought something to Scottish football. I hope he does really, really well as, as a manager. But take away the Steven Gerrard, the footballer. I'm talking about the manager. The buck stops with you. He brought the players in. He picks a team. He puts the tactics out there. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's looking and thinking, all right, hold on a minute. We'll get rid of two or three players now because they can't do it. There's 31 players being brought in and we're not even two seasons in. Where do you stop? I've, I've already read people saying he needs more money, he needs this and that. I hope Stephen Gerrard goes out and proves himself as a terrific football manager. I really do. But I think he does, like Ricky, I think he gets an easy ride because of his reputation as a footballer. You go to the top of the page and you cut off the name and then put his, his track record down there. Signings, money... Everything I'm sure a lot of Rangers fans Would think That's no good or, enough You've got or, or, to or win silverware Or is he getting an easy right And is he not getting the criticism Some people think Because he got Rangers Into the last 16 of the Europa League How, how, how do you know I, You can have these sort of theories But how will you ever truly know If that's If that comes into people's thinking I th- Well it's only Your opinion Gordon I, I think I mean, How do you measure th- that I think in Europe uh, Getting into the last 16 Is, is absolute And I hope he goes further there I'm not against Steven Gerrard I'd, I'd like him to go and do well I really would But when you become the Rangers manager And you get the backing and everything mm. that you've got You have got to be successful over two years I get that And I, right. I, keep, I keep hearing this you know, Got to win trophies And I get that You've got that. to get something right. But uh, what do you do if Celtic are just better? Well he, n- he never get put out of the Scottish Cup with Celtic He get put out of the Scottish Cup with Hearts generally put out of the Cups with Aberdeen You know I, I, Me personally this season I said that I didn't think that they had any chance to win the league, right? And I stand by that. My thing for success for Steven Gerrard this year was get to a cup final, win a cup. It didn't. It's not happened. Can I just say something else? Of course you can. You just said there Celtic are better. He beat Celtic through one just before the new year. So that doesn't prove itself that better. 
Well, he's, he's able to beat them. As, as he, that was hard to put them out. Yeah, but if you're if you're if you're measuring which team is better, Ricky, you're probably better looking at a league table rather than sort of one-off head-to-head games. Are you not? But a league table is finishing second. He finished second this year. He finished second last year. For a Rangers manager, I don't think that's right. I think the Rangers manager should be. Look, look, he probably finished more points behind Celtic this year than he did last year. So there's an improvement in the league. I wonder as well One of the things that does is talking about Because it's Stephen Jenner I wonder if the Rangers board When they made the appointment Take away the personality Take away his name Stephen Jenner When they appointed a manager Almost two years ago I think they would think They needed to invest In the manager in the long haul Because of the lack of Continuity they'd had Remember what happened before You know your old gaffer Jimmy Nicholl took the team At the, the end of the previous season mm-hmm. Graham Murty had two goes at it Pedro Cascino was in charge Even, even before You know Mark Warburton Brought them out up from the championship There was Stuart McCall There was Kenny McDowell There didn't seem to be any continuity In the Rangers manager's office And and I think the board When they appointed Stephen Gennard Whoever it was they were appointing I think they were going to take a decision to invest in this guy Rather than just continue The hiring and firing Because that wasn't Taking them anywhere They wanted a manager They wanted to back him Now they cannot Back him forever I saw this stat earlier in the week He'll become the first manager in, First Rangers manager In 68 years I think Not to win a trophy A major trophy Roger, in, in, my in the, in the first two seasons I don't think he'll get An entire third season Without something yeah, Roger my opinion is simple I, I think the Rangers board Are in for a long haul With Stephen Gerrard I think they should go with them I really do But I think that Ricky's right I think sometimes He gets an easy ride I'm not saying that Rangers should You know Change the the manager I think he signed a contract Rangers have signed a contract They've they've backed him financially Go with him But He has to start Showing And everybody keeps saying this Oh look at the progress Of course there's got to be progress 31 players tells you With the money they've spent It's got to be progress But when you are a Rangers supporter And they were on here Not that long ago well, October, November Shouting We're going to win the treble You know You've got to win trophies Gordon And he's got to come in for The criticism at the right times or whatever. But I think the point is does it, it looks like they're not going to win Trophies this season So what do we do Do you just keep Do you just keep repeating that From now to now Until May to Till next season me, me personally I think he gets another transfer window Right I think he gets the summer and then everybody has this question mark Who says it all the time Will the board trust them to go If Celtic won 9 in a row Will the board trust them to go and stop Celtic doing 10 in a row I think that's their best bet To go with Stephen Gerrard 01419511025 To have your say We're going to get travel with Stephen And hear from Neil Lennon next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard You can call us on the usual number Or you can tweet at Clyde SSB Let's go straight back to the phones And speak to David Who is a Rangers fan from Heart Hill Hi David Hi there, how are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, I've just listened to your previous caller there saying that, that Stephen Gerrard escapes criticism. I think far from it. I think Stephen's in his infancy as a manager at the moment. He's learning his trade and he's learning, he's learning some cool, harsh lessons about his sell as a manager. Um, but the thing is, you know, to say that he's escaping criticism is, is, is very, very short of the truth. Only in Scotland, only in Scotland, coming second in the league, after two seasons ago, where he took over an absolute mess at Ibrox, yeah, coming twice 
second in the league is deemed as a failure. Only in Scotland. Anywhere else, English Premiership, Championship, that would be deemed as a success. But is that not the point though, David? Is that not the point? Our football landscape is just different. It has been that way for a long time. It will continue to be that way. Yeah, it is. And I think that's where Stephen is feeling the hurt because, you know, down south, if he'd, if he'd have lost a cup game, yeah, he'd have dusted himself and got on with it. The, the amount of criticism that came, that came against him over the last couple of days crying for his head. Neil Lennon experienced the exact same when Rangers were blasting Celtic out the water, winning everything for a, almost a decade, and, and the Celtic manager was coming and scrutiny and the exact same. That's the world we live in. But to say that Stephen Gerrard is scraping criticism is, is well wide of the truth. He's been, he's been absolutely destroyed over the last couple of, the last couple of days. To be going for a hero for last Wednesday to be a villain on 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 the Sunday, it's it's, it's a shambolic, it's a shambolic statement to me. Who who do you mean, David? Who's this, who's destroyed them? Do you mean Rangers fans, people in the media? Who who's destroyed them? A lot of Rangers fans, a lot Rangers of Rangers fans, fans, a lot of forums have just too quick to jump in and chastise the guy. Let's make no mistake about it. Some of the players that Rangers have kindly say enticed to come to Ibrox is based on that name, Stephen Gerrard. And if anybody else thinks anything different wise, look, there's something severely wrong. Yes, he's the draw. He is the draw. But he's a professional guy who wants to deliver success. And I've got every faith in Stephen Gerrard delivering success at Ibrox in the distant future. Whether that be catching Celtic this season, which is probably out with his grasp. But I'll tell you what, he'll definitely win Silver Rear next year. Definitely. Well, well I think David, that. That is what the Rangers board are clinging to at the minute And I think Daz is right when he says that they will start next season with Steven Gerrard um, He's cutting, he's got the look of a a very, very frustrated man Probably not frustrated with himself, more frustrated with his players And the way they've consistently let him down um, Part of the problem is he knows how good they can be You know, they, they go and win at Celtic Park in December They go and win in Braga um, they've got themselves right the way through from a first qualifying round in the Europa League back in high summer to a last 16 against Bayer Leverkusen a tie which in itself I think will generate about £3.5 million for Rangers so, so they can be good the problem is he's never sure whether they're going to be really good or really bad as they were on Saturday and I think now Stephen Gerrard will know that he can't trust some of those players he's going to have to weed out some of those players He's going to maybe have to change the way he plays the team you know, He puts the team out He's consistently gone with this 4-3-3 It hasn't worked It hasn't worked at Tynecastle on three occasions They say that you know the definition of madness Is to continue to do the same thing And expect different results But that that's what Rangers have done at Tynecastle It's not been good enough at Perth It's not been good enough at Kilmarnock So I think Sunday If Rangers are going to do things going forward As he suggest Sunday at t- Saturday at Tynecastle Needs to be a line in the sand He needs to start changing things Personnel He needs to be more flexible with his formation It needs to be horses for courses And he needs to instill in his players The realisation that You don't just turn up at Perth Or Kilmarnock or Tynecastle And win because you're Rangers You need to turn up at Perth and Kilmarnock and Tynecastle And earn the win See the comment you made David Along the lines of Don't worry we'll win silverware next year I feel like that's what a lot of Rangers fans used to call in and say Last season About this season So how long long are you able to keep that rollover going? Certainly certainly so I'm sure the panel agree Before Christmas and New Year You were all thinking This is going to be a tight, tight battle Mm -hmm. And yes Rangers have crumbled They've crumbled drastically 
drastically. Um, for me, you know, the Ryan Kent saga came in in seven million quid. Does he merit the seven million quid? Me on a personal basis, I don't think he does. I don't think he does. I don't think he merits that seven million pound tag. Um, I think he's been one of the one of the major failures in the last maybe four or five games. Um, yep, he scored a goal in Braga to put us through. Yep, but that's that's just not that's just not consistent enough. Not consistent enough in Andy's eyes to produce. Um, there are a few players who've been who's sticking by a rebo. David, the line's not great. We're struggling to hear you. I think we got most of that. Yeah, uh, David's talking about Kent with a £7 million tag. At the end of the day, that's not Kent's fault. But he was there was a lot of faith putting him with the money, obviously. Uh, I think they paid well over the odds. And I heard Stephen Gerrard the other day there come out. And the one thing he, the, the manager does at times, he does come out and try and praise his players. He tries and get them going again. After that goal in Europe, he says that uh, Kent was a top player. In my opinion, he's not a top player. The now, I think he's got great ability, the boy. But a top player for me does it week in, week out. Game in, game out. Kent's not doing that. He's not producing. But the £7 million tag... It's a bit unfair on him because at the end of the day, Rangers were prepared to pay that money. So he's got to start. I think David, I think Stephen Gerrard has been too loyal to some players. I think he's got to mix up a little bit, but that's up to him. He lives and dies by his results and his decisions. But I, I, I find it, you're right, Gordon, I find it funny now that David's coming on and saying, well, seconds, seconds all right, seconds great now because next year we're going to win... You know, as I said, we had we had we had Rangers supporters shouting this year they're going to win the treble. They're not won anything. Well, unless it's a miracle, they'll go and win the league, which is to, still to could. be fair. Still l- l- let's let's keep some perspective. I don't think there were any serious predictions about Rangers winning trebles. I, I think we're now sort of stretching that, are we not? Well, there were a prediction. Let me you tell sure? you, yes, one hundred from, from one guy what on the phone, we'll, maybe. But I don't think that's Ryan serious. Kent is. Ryan Kent didn't pay seven million pounds for himself. So I think the seven million pound thing's a bit harsh on him. Um he's managed to keep Jones out of the team, Barker out of the team, Ojo out of the team, Murphy out of the team, Hasty out of the team. So maybe it's time people looked at those players and asked about the contribution or lack of contribution any of them have made. Ryan Kent has scored some big goals, put in some big performances, and you have to credit the Rangers board for paying the seven million pounds because there was a lot of chat among Rangers fans. We must get Ken. We want Ken. Everybody wants just pay the money to get Ken's site. You know, there was a social media hashtag, you know, announce Kent, etc. etc. Everyone wanted Ryan Kent. But as Dan says, he's still a very young man. I don't think Ryan Kent this season has lost a game at Ibrox, has he? He wasn't there when he lost to Celtic very early in the season. He's a very, very good record at home at Ibrox. He scored the goal at Tynecastle the last time, scored the goal in Braga. So I, I think it's slightly unfair that Ryan Kent is a lightning rod for all the complaints. Um, he, he maybe hasn't played well every week, but for me, he's, he's been you know far from the worst Rangers player. David and Hearthill, thank you very much for your call. Let's hear from Neil Lennon. He says Celtic will have to roll up their sleeves at Livingston tomorrow. He believes Christopher Julian in particular is ready. For the challenge, remember he admitted he was nervous after his last performance at the Tony Macaroni. It's a tough game, there's no question that their home form is excellent and they're a big strong team and they can play three at the back or, or four at the back. So we're under no illusions. 
how difficult the game's going to be, but it's going to be a very tough game and, you know, not for the faint-hearted. Just their style of play, you know, they're, they're, they can be direct, they've got good energy, a threaded set plays, and they did very well. You know, we have to overcome that and um, match whatever they throw at us and, and then better it. Yeah, I think he played, um, you know, really well in the home game against Livingston a few months later. You know, I think he's got accustomed to the British game. Like, one of the no illusions, it's going to be a battle. And we have to earn the right to play. And everyone talks about the pitch. It's we played on many artificial pitches this season, so Livingston's no different. And we're going to have to roll our sleeves up and do the dirty bits of the game well. John Paul is a Celtic fan on the line. Is this a fixture that that fills you with any dread, John Paul? Given what happened the last time, or do you believe that will be a one-off? Evening, Gordon Roger, Gordon. Hi, John Paul. Uh, I think um, I think tomorrow Celtic will go and. Uh, and they'll do the business, you know. I, I don't know if I want to think we're going to get steam, steam, steam roll on and it'll be four, three, four, nine. Uh, I think we'll have enough in, uh, in the tank this time to do it, you know. Uh, I think that the players will be ready and they'll understand the, the situation the last time. And again, we'll know we'll be able to get into 10 men. But I'm actually going um, to talk about the point. Uh, I've listened to the show tonight and I've heard um, various opinions about Stephen Gerrard, etc. But I'm going to talk about the manager across the city, you know. Um, uh, if you get producer Andy to back this up, I was on at the start of the season and there was names, uh, Mourinho, there was names of uh, Benitez coming into Celtic, you know, and after one, uh, I was a Celtic fan, the one who gave Neil Lennon the backing when he got the job. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you how, how it's worked for, for him and for the many Celtic fans that did. Uh, he was brought in to, to take this team forward, you know, I mean, he did get brought in and Brendan Rodgers left. He, he took over a team that wasn't his. It wasn't his team. So he had to get the players on, on board with him right away. Um, he was experienced enough to go and do it. He, he won two trophies. Um, he's won a trophy this year. Um, he's won three trophies in one year. One year and two weeks, I think he's been in the job, you know. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and sit and play TV after. So, one, I'm on the ankle. What he brings to the Scottish football is good. Uh, I think he's a, he will go into do well. But Neil Lennon has signed 13 players of two on one. They've all made a difference. Stevie Gerrard was brought in to stop either Celtic getting nine or ten in a row. There's still a chance of stopping getting ten. But there was players saying, welcome to the party, or fans coming on saying, welcome to the party. You look at the difference in managers, the difference in the way they handled. It might be that Neil Lennon's got experience, but Neil Lennon has proven, and he, I don't think he's getting the credit deserved, by the way, because Stevie Gerrard's having this blip or his players on the performance or whatever. But Neil Lennon, yes, he's had two setbacks in Europe, but domestically, he's got his players to answer again and again how they go about their business, how they come back to getting a defeat in Europe, how they come back to getting beat of Avengers. He goes away, he tweaks his system, he says, like, that's not what, uh, how can I change this? He goes with the two up top. I just think the throwing charm thing, I can mind the charm was on saying he's back to leave. Neil Lennon brought him home, sat him down and said, either screw the head or you'll be at the club. And he never played him for a few weeks and made him look back in. He just deals with things right and I think he doesn't get a lot of praise. But for me, for one, I want him to stay for, for the long haul. Well, I was actually just saying off air, John Paul at the last uh, break to, to the two Gordons. I, I listened to Gordon Stracker on the television on Sunday before the St Johnson Celtic game, and he, he was mentioning Neil Lennon's now got about 10 years more managerial experience than Stephen Gerrard. And he was saying that, you know, Neil doesn't make the mistakes that he would have made 10 years ago when he first got the Celtic job. And I, I think that's probably correct. I think when the Celtic board brought him back in in difficult circumstances a year ago after Brendan Rodgers left the club, um, they were bringing in somebody who, who knew the club um, Hadn't really signed all the players But probably knew the players From 
you know, his time as a Bernie manager from, from being around the Scottish football scene, knew what they could do, knew what they couldn't do. Um, he then looked at what he would like to add to it, how he might tweak what had been a successful Celtic team. And that's really what he's done in the last year. He's just tried to take out the players he didn't particularly like and just very slowly but surely add to the squad. And what Neil does know is he knows how to win in Scottish football. That That's the key. He knows... I'm going to say he knows how to win at Livingston He didn't earlier in the season obviously But that was just that's the exception that proves the rule You could see at the weekend The difference between the two teams summed up On Saturday after Europe Rangers went to Tynecastle Horrible night, not a great pitch And got into a battle and they lost the battle Celtic 24 hours later Off the back of a big European dis- disappointment Went to Perth on a horrible pitch and a horrible day against the St Johnson side that wanted to go toe-to-toe with them. Played very well, St Johnson. But somehow Celtic managed to eke out the result. And that, for me, has been the difference between the two teams and the two managers this season. Neil Lennon has somehow managed to find a way but, of winning. But does Neil Lennon Roger escape uh, criticism for Thursday night when they get put out of... The Europa League when really they had to tie in their, their hands no no he needs to be I, I yeah. said he, he, he's found a way of, Scotty, of, domestic of, football. Of, of winning at home he puts a team together that is capable of winning a league capable of winning cups here now that's maybe to the detriment mm-hmm. of their European ambitions but you know in this of all you can ask John Paul John Paul's a Celtic supporter what would John Paul prefer did, did John Paul prefer nine in a row in European disappointment or getting to a Europa League, league final, maybe winning it. Why does it have to be one or the other? Though we always hear that surely Celtic are in a strong enough place now because they've actually but on one of their most successful ne- periods of it, their history. So it, how can you not do both? It needs to be one or the other because it's very, very seldom, if ever, in the modern era, you can see a team that's set up. To be successful in Scotland That can also be successful in the continent Because it's a whole heap of different attributes I don't, I don't even mean get on to win the thing I'm talking no, about getting past no, Copenhagen No, but you, Which you, you should have You very, very seldom see a team That will do well domestically And also do well in Europe Because to win in Scotland You need different characteristics Than you do to be successful in Europe Let's give John Paul the final words on you go I, uh, I actually... I do uh, believe that Neil Lennon should get some criticism, you know, and uh, I was on the show on Thursday and I believe he should have went to 3 5 two, and I think when he looked back over the course of the season, at the end of the season, he'll say maybe he should have done it, but that wasn't the only time. Uh, I'm a member at home to close, he put Carl McGregor at left back, so he has got to take his fair share of criticism uh, to Gordon, understandably, but mm-hmm. how do you answer that and how do you come back? You come back and you get your team to go on a winning uh, one in uh, streak and one in another four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games and take yourself closer to a quadruple table. Okay, thank you very much. That was John Paul in Fault House. We'll leave it there. This is the perfect time for you to give us a call though, because we're getting some travel with Stephen and you could be next to one four one nine five one one oh two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here. They're waiting for your calls, so please don't disappoint them. 01419511025. Domestic football very much on the forefront of our minds, Roger. But just to bring you up to speed with some news, if you haven't heard it today, the draw for the next Nations League. Was made today in Amsterdam Scotland have been drawn with Czech Republic Slovakia And Israel 
getting a bit sick fed up of Israel If I'm being <laughs> honest They're becoming the new Lithuania Ever so slightly um, But we played them in the last Nations League We'll play them in the playoff in a few weeks And we will play them in the next Nations League as well Along with Czech Republic and Slovakia Worth bearing in mind We are now in League B After our big promotion from League C The last time around Yeah, they're not exactly international men of mystery anymore The Israelis, we, we know them very well Home and away in the last Nations League And never mind the next Nations League We just want to focus on March 26 At Hamden against Israel For the chance to reach the, the playoff final Against either Norway or Serbia um, With coronavirus spreading There is a chance Fingers crossed No, that the game could be played Behind closed doors at Hamden um, I think Steve Clark will be desperate To have all of the Tartan army behind them Get the win Get into the final But then at the start of next season It'll be interesting Check the public Everyone remembers going over there 4-6-0 Losing the game um, Slovakia of course But I think you were saying to us Off air Our last fixture Against the Czechs The Israelis And the Slovaks, Slovakians We won all three games I gone. think so Unless someone tells me I'm talking rubbish That was off the, I mean Kecianya scored away Czech Republic Yeah I think we beat Slovakia At Hamden And of course the, the Israel game The 3-2 game The 3-2 game So um <laughs> We're getting very much ahead of ourselves, but since you know we are treating this with a, um, we're not really digging deep into it at this point. As far as League B opposition goes, you know we have been promoted. It was meant to be more difficult. It does have a winnable look about it. You can play this back when we finish bottom. Well, yeah, and, listen. One of the alternatives could have been Russia instead of yeah, the Czech Republic, Turkey, as well, Turkey and, yeah. instead of Slovakia. So we've maybe got off lightly there. Um, did we fancy the Welsh, Northern Irish, Republic of Irish? Possibly, but I, I don't think it's a bad group. I don't think Steve Clark will be daunted by anything he's seen in the qualifiers. It's a winnable group, and that would give us, if we don't reach the World Cup finals through the the traditional path, it might give us another backdoor option that we've got for the Euros this summer. Tam is a Celtic fan on the line. We do we're really important with the details. We've got Mary Hill. Tam's from Mary Hill, but brackets now Preston. It says so. I, I don't know. I guess he's in Preston. Hi, Tam. I'm a man of many cities. Right. I, I, I don't want to know why, Tam. You might get yourself in trouble. <laughs> well, I'm actually in Liverpool, heading home oh. to Preston just now, so I get a bit. You he's know. Everywhere. Um, it's all through what we. Um, what my point was, I, I came on earlier in the season. I was Sam the Celtic daft. You remember we had a bit of laugh about that, and I said that we should really get behind Lenny. And uh, you know, you know, he's got he's got, he, what he's committed, the way he's what he's done for Celtic in the past, and I just find it amazing. The last caller, the boy that was on there, he's got his opinion, and he's right with his opinion. But the point is, why does Lenny need criticised? Why is he going to accept criticism? If we did just took our chances, we were set up home and away. It was all there for us to beat Copenhagen. Everybody thought we should have, and we should have, but we didn't take the chances. Then we have a. Then it becomes a bad result. Panic sets in. Everybody's all throwing their cell out windows. All oh, that Lenny. I don't. I don't get that mentality. I'm a. I'm the age that I remember. I was five when the the Lisbon Lions when when we won the cup. And then we had the heartbreak, and I was just getting older, we had a couple of uh, European Cup finals. And I remember one of my uncles saying that we'll never see this again, son, enjoy that. And in fact, we surpassed some of it in terms of, who would have thought that we'd have been a team that could day nine in a row twice? Going to possibly day ten in a row, quadruple, uh, going for the quadruple treble after treble, you know. 
I just don't understand the criticism and negativity. And can I just throw one thing in? What about that guy in that interview today asking Lenny, is that going to be a, a failure if you don't make it to the quadruple? You know what I mean? Where is all this negativity about Celtic coming from? I mean, I do see where Tam's coming from, Gordon. But at the same time, he's of a certain age. Other mm. fans aren't. You can't. You can't just say you know because things used to be a certain way, or, or because it used to be worse, or whatever. That teams are immune from criticism. Name, Celtic name, have set I, the bar. I, 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 name names, Gordon. Who asked this question? Was this another channel? It wasn't me. That's all I know. Mm. We'll leave it at that. Well, well, <laughs> I, I sort of disagree. I think that Thursday was a. Bad result Over the two legs I thought it was poor I thought Celtic Should have went through Because uh, that's what It's all about In cup competitions Getting in the next round They had the The the, the tie In their hand uh, Now you can make excuses Because that's what Normally happens About Miss so many chances Bad defensive stuff Yeah we can put All that into the mix But I think It was a disappointment But You've got to look At his track record In domestic football and it's absolutely terrific. And the one thing that I like about Neil Lennon and his team is I watched the game on Sunday and you're thinking this could be a this could be tricky here because St Johnston played as well as I've ever seen them play against Celtic on a really bad pitch, but once again they found something somewhere to get their cell into the semi final. They know how to win. Domestically they know how to win. Now you can go back and see what's all the panic. I think Oh, every Celtic supporter going along to Celtic Park on Thursday night thought it was a shoo-in. I did. I've got to be honest with you. I, I, did. I that, actually did as well. Yeah, and then watching the game, um, you know, and, and once again I'll go back to, I think it was a real disappointment for Celtic. I think it was a missed opportunity yeah. to be in the, the last 16 but, Rangers. But, no team wins every game. Even Liverpool lost at Watford at the weekend. So if Celtic are going to lose a game, I think that we can ask Tam... What Tam's thoughts are I think Celtic fans Would rather have lost To Copenhagen Than lost at St Johnson agree, on Sunday I don't disagree with that Roger I think I, 100% I, I think, no, But I, what I'm, I'm not, saying yeah. is They had the tie And you watched The first 45 minutes Over there The tie should have been Finished Gone Absolutely. Celtic missed Absolutely. A massive chance On Thursday night Yeah but You're right about that I totally agree with me That's the point I made We had We had enough chances Outside the mistakes, we had enough chances to win both legs. And the first, the first leg, we had enough chances to win it outright. Then, and we were done and dusted. It never happened, but we should have. And I thought we were a certainty to go through. But like Roger just said, there, if I have to lose a game, and you're not invincible, you're not going to no lose games. But if you had to lose a game, it would have been that game, and continue. With the drive towards the nine, towards the ten, and the, towards the quadruple. And what I was saying was, when Gordon mentioned earlier on there, I bet just because it was that way, a lot of these boys that are ringing in just now, they won't know anything but success with Celtic, because that's the way we've been for the last nine, ten years. So they're lapping up the success because it's been there for them, but they're complaining as soon as we go wrong, and it's a reality check. For your dreams, I we all want to win the Champions League. We all want to win the Euro, the Euro League. I would rather we made sure that we won more bread and butter first. Okay, that was Tam from Maryhill, now in Preston, on his way from Liverpool. Something like that. He's a man of of many cities. Says Tam, thank you very much for your call. It takes us up to this. 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. There's a sign ball up for grabs More importantly Bragging rights up for grabs as well If you can come on here Get more questions right Than Gordon DL Or Roger Hanna And get yourself a victory On Beat the Pundit The number you need Is 0141 951 1025 And you need to call us Before 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL And Roger Hanna here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboards One of them doesn't know That he shouldn't talk Until um, he's given the nod If you must know He was offering me His contactless card To flip for Beat the Pundit But um, I'm going to get Producer to give me The coin through And let's meet tonight's Contestant Who's playing this evening Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football it is that time of the night Let's see if we're giving away a signed ball Or if we're keeping it here Chris is in Rosyth Hi Chris Hi good evening boys Now Chris I hate to tell you But Roger Hanna Who is a formidable Beat the Pundit player Was just telling us He's not played in about four weeks So there is every chance That the coin could land his way Don't let that put you off though He's on minus two now is he not? Mm, I, if I had my <laughs> way Nice try Chris If I had my way he would be But he's still on minus one at the moment Heads it's Roger <laughs> Tails it's Gordon Oh, I've dropped it I'm going to have to go again What a nightmare <laughs> You sure you don't want my car? <laughs> I'm sure I've got it this time And it is heads It's Roger Minus one Up against Chris yes, good luck, From Rasyth So I'm going to give Roger something else To listen to at the moment Chris And we'll get your clock ready There are 30 seconds Going on it Up against Roger And you can pass That will clear? Yeah perfect Good man Your time starts Now Who scored for Celtic In last year's Scottish Cup final? Um, Edward Ross McCrory's on loan from Rangers to where? Portsmouth Daniel Orzani represents which country? Australia Who were Scotland's last opponents in the Nations League? Uh, Albania Which English side does Graham Shinney play for? Uh, Derby Who will Wraith Rovers face in this season's Challenge Cup final? Peter Ed Which Hibs player scored twice in the last Edinburgh Derby? Martin Boyle Okay, okay, let's bring Roger back. Roger, can you hear us? Yes. Great, same set of questions to you. And your time starts now. Who scored for Celtic in last year's Scottish Cup final? What's an Edward? Ross McCrory's on loan from Rangers to where? Portsmouth. Daniel Arzani represents which country? Australia. Who were Scotland's last opponents in the Nations League? Israel. Which English side does Graham Shinney play for? Derby County Who will Wraith Rovers face in this season's Challenge Cup final? Inverness Cali Thistle Which Hibs player scored twice in the last Edinburgh Derby? Martin Boyle And Johnny Hayes joined Celtic from which Scottish side? Aberdeen Okay Chris You both sounded confident Chris, what do you think? He's bet me by two I think I think I've got the The Challenge Cup final wrong And obviously got to Johnny He's ahead of me uh, Let's find out Who scored for Celtic In last year's Scottish Cup final It was Odson Eduard Chris got it So did Roger So it's 1-0 to Chris If you like Roger starts on minus one <laughs> Ross McCrory's on loan From Rangers to where? Portsmouth You both got it Daniel Arzani represents Australia You both got it Good So Chris game. still leads by one Who were Scotland's last opponents In the Nations League? You went for Albania Chris It was Israel so that's Roger level If you like Which English side Does Graham Shinney play for? Derby You both got it Still level Wraith Rovers will face Who in the Challenge Cup final? James Keating's Chris 
think James yeah. Keating's dive yeah, gate It's Inverness, Caledonian Thistle So Roger goes one up The Hibs player who scored twice in the last Edinburgh derby Was Martin Boyle And you knew that as well Chris But unfortunately so did Roger oh. And he got through to Aberdeen So it was an 8 for Roger Minus his 1 which is 7 And... Five for you Chris Which is a good result By usual standards So on any other night You may well have won But unfortunately You come up against the Hannah man And the sign ball stays here Hard lines Chris No bother I think minus two Has to be brought in for I think you're right Chris <laughs> Not a bit of it Chris I'm going to call Chris as a character witness On that When I try and get that implemented <laughs> That was a good game Yep good Yeah I'm happy with that uh, Chris is just unlucky That that coin Never just landed on you <laughs> anyway, they've that. been having the sign ball you really should have done it when it was a Graham Shinney question you would have got 10 tonight as well if we had got that far what's the last Guaranteed. two what's the last two who's the top scorer in the Scottish Premiership since it began McCoy's Chris Boyd oh Chris you Boyd. wouldn't have then no. oh, Lee Griffiths only started in 2013 oh right okay right I'm with you and Stephen ah oh, there we go it's too late nah. it doesn't matter yeah. too late yeah. <laughs> I put my faith in you and you go and blow it that's fine uh, 01419511025 let us know what's on your mind tonight we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB and a nice um Link from Beat the Pundit to tonight's action Martin Boyle scored in the last Edinburgh Derby and we have won tonight Hearts can, can they beat Teams other than Rangers We'll, we'll, well, we'll find out tonight It's one of the most Incredible statistics Of the season That the only Team from the top Two flights In Scottish football That Hearts have beaten Since the month of November Are Rangers And they've beaten them twice The only other teams Have beaten Are from League 1 Falkirk and Airdrie It's quite a remarkable Statistic If they're going to Get themselves out Of the peril They're in at the bottom Of the Premiership Gordon They're going to have to Shatter that statistic And start beating Other teams and there's no better time for Daniel Stendel, goggles, rope and all To break that statistic than against East Hibs at Easter Road tonight But you see the team news No Stephen Naismith who was critical to their success over Rangers at the weekend And you worry for Hearts uh, Yeah the teams are out The starting 11 for Hibs Marciano in goal uh, Paul McGinn Adam Jackson Paul Hanlon Lewis Stevenson Midfield across the way Martin Boyle Omionga Doherty Scott Allen Christian Doidge And Mark McNulty Leading the line Bogdan McGregor Whitaker, Holberg Free, uh, Murray Horgan And Gullen On the bench What do you make of that Gordon I think the standouts Well there are There are a few Doidge and McNulty Are clearly forming A decent partnership Scott Allen continues To do what he does But Greg Doherty Seems to really Be settling in there He's hit the ground Running big time Since like, arriving on like Scott Allen He's found a club That suits him uh, I think he's playing Some of his best football Obviously it didn't work out Too well at Rangers For him uh, Same as Scott Allen From Celtic So they went to a club That seems to suit them Gordon A rehearsal of the Scottish Cup semi-final Tonight I've got a funny feeling That's going to be a draw as Roger mentions, the Hearts team, the big blow, if you like, or maybe it was, it was, maybe it's not a blow in the eyes of Daniel Stendel, but Stephen mm. Naismith's only on the bench. Slamal continues in goal. Smith, Bozanich, Clare, Washington, Damour, Halkett, Moore, Dicamona, Boyce, and Hickey, Pereira, Walker, Naismith, Langer, Irving, Henderson, and Machino on the bench. Have to say, Gordon, lots of people scoffed at Daniel Stendel mm. with his rope and his goggles at the weekend. I scoffed at his goggles. You did, that's why I'm bringing goggles. up. Goggles. Um, but they obviously worked. Did you see the peripheral vision against Rangers uh, on Saturday? Uh, uh, it uh, clearly uh, worked. Yeah, yeah, and I hope yeah, you're going to eat humble pie. Yeah, no, I'm not going to eat humble pie. I was all for the rope. I can understand it. I've, I've watched that before. The goggles, sorry, I'm not still not having it. 
Uh, and the argument, yeah, but we beat Rangers. Can they do it tonight? Rangers is the only team that they, they seem it can beat. I think the big plus for Hearts tonight is Boyce back in the starting 11. I think he brings a lot to them. Uh, Washington in there, is that going to be a two up top, Roger? Are they going to go for it tonight? Be interesting to see, you know, there's a nice balance to the Hibs team. I think this 3 5 2, they've got Scott Allen tucked in behind Doidge and McNulty, as you say. You know, Doherty started well. Omiyonga coming back to the club, mm-hmm. smashing goal he scored on Friday night against Inverness. So you know what you're getting from Hibs. You know, you'll, you'll have Martin Boyle high up in the right hand side, Lewis Stevenson a bit deeper on the left hand side. Hearts, for me, I'm just not too sure. I don't think it is going to be too up. You look at the balance of the midfield, I think Michael Smith will anchor it. You'll then have. Bozanich has scored the winner against Angels and Demur. If you have Lewis Moore one side, I think he might push Connor Washington out on the other flank and leave Liam Boyce as a as a sole centre forward tonight. I just you know there's no Naismith, there's no John Suter you know, there just, either. I, I've just I've just watched the teams come through there. I thought Naismith was injured. Well, see when I said two minutes ago that he was on the bench, did that not maybe uh, sort I don't of register? Really. You, you, you know you've worked with me long yeah. enough, Gordon. Sometimes I switch off. Good, I have good other to, things well, to do. Good to know you're paying more attention to the TV behind me rather yeah, than yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I apologise for that. No problem. But, but I think that as uh, I think he's a such an important player for him. You just wonder as you're looking at Saturday's game and then obviously a um, few days later, maybe a derby, he just feels that Naismith can add something from the bench. But I think he's a massive player for him. When you look at that league table, Roger, so much to play for. Let's take Hibs first, if you like. They are sixth at the moment and because of where they've been, I feel like they've not really been mentioned with regards to third place. But I wonder if in... You know, behind those walls at Easter Road, if, if it's something Jack Ross is looking at, he's only five points behind Motherwell, who are not on good form, and Hibs are with games still to go until the split. Then the split happens and they all play each other. Is there not a realistic chance that Hibs finish third? Yeah, definitely a realistic chance that Hibernian finish third because the team currently residing in third, and I don't need to remind you two gentlemen, is a Motherwell team who haven't won a game in their last eight. The team in fourth is an Aberdeen team that really has blown hot and cold and I think has lost it the 22 points they've lost at Petodre this season already. Um, the team lying fifth, Livingston plays Celtic tomorrow and have quite a tough run-in between now and the 33-game split. So there's absolutely no reason why Hibernian shouldn't target third place. They will certainly be targeting the Scottish Cup final and perhaps even... A Scottish Cup victory So a lot to be played for For Jack Ross Starting tonight And as for Hearts Gordon They trail Hamilton by Two points at the moment But if you're talking about Absolute safety You know 10th position There's six points behind St Mirren Now St Mirren play St Johnston At home tomorrow St Johnston have been very good But that would Mm -hmm. still go down As a winnable fixture For Jim Goodwin Rangers are Pretty difficult to predict at the moment, granted, but you would still imagine that at Ibrooks against Hamilton they would they would have enough. So this is a massive period for Hearts. If they want to, to stay in touch, they could deal that psychological blow to Hamilton by jumping above them tonight. Um, but if not, if it goes wrong tonight and if St Mirren were to then pick up something tomorrow, Hearts are in real trouble. Well they've got if to they're k- not already. Yeah, they are in trouble, Gordon, for me. Uh they've got to kick on from Saturday night. It's okay doing it in the cup against Rangers at home. When you go to Easter Road in a derby, you've got to be strong. You've got to start your league campaign. You've got to build from that at the weekend. That's a confidence booster for them. They're getting into a difficult game tonight. They've got Hamilton in their sights. I totally agree. I'm not being disrespectful to Hamilton, but you 
really imagine Rangers to take care of business tomorrow night at Ibrox. So it gives them a little bit of an opportunity to close that gap. But they've got to get some consistency. That's their problem. Yeah, massive game tomorrow And don't forget A big fixture card to follow A massive game tonight, sorry And a big fixture card to follow tomorrow Pepe is a Hearts fan from Bigger Can you do it tonight, Pepe? Oh, definitely, boys Definitely Come on, the jambos Seriously Seriously Stephen McCulloch Even from Castlemilk Is loving us He's a Celtic fan He's even supporting the jambos Come on right, what's, what's the difference Between playing Rangers And everyone else though? How, do you manage, how can you replicate that tonight? Well, listen, we know we're inconsistent with Hearts fans. Same as we're being Scotland fans. We're inconsistent. We can't get to a World Cup. We can't do this. We can't do that. But we still go out and support our team. You know, we saved our club at the end of the day. We still saved our club. I must say, Roger, uh, inconsistent is one thing, but Hearts are worse than that at the moment if, if you talk about the league. Oh, listen, I've seen them a few times this season and they have been rank rotten. Um, they deserve to be bottom of the league. As we stand here on the 3rd of March But there's still time for Daniel Stendhal To get Hearts out of bother There's no huge distance to Hamilton Or a St Mirren There's a wee gap opening up above the bottom three That I don't think Hearts will be able to bridge But if they can get above Hamilton and St Mirren Then that is going to be job done for Daniel Stendhal But as we say He's going to need to shatter this statistic That Rangers are the only top flight team Hearts have beaten Since the month of November We're now in the month of March Gordon so they need to do something and, and listen, Pepe and the Hearts fans will tell you There's no better place for Hearts to do it Than at Easter Road Pepe, do you still think you can even escape that That relegation playoff? Can you jump up to, to ninth place At uh, the 10th place, sorry? Oh, definitely Without a shadow of a doubt Honestly, these boys are coming back They're coming back strong Stendhal's got them going Regardless of injuries Which we've occurred over this season Last season, season before All the players out We're still jambos We're still going to stay up Pepe, Pepe, you sorry, you said Stendhal's got them going. Take Rangers game in the Scottish Cup. Your forum's been ranked rotten. Having said that, though, Gordon, can, can they at least take confidence from that at the weekend? And then I, I almost know what you're going to say back. Yeah, what happened the last time? No, I'm didn't, not going to say that. Didn't take but confidence what happened the from last that time. <laughs> that's that's the thing. They've got to kick on. It's okay in a in a one-off cup game, Gordon. The league, the league is a bread and butter. They're down there in merit. They're down there in the re- for a reason. Because they've been absolutely rotten Now the new manager's come in He's taking a lot of stick Yes I applaud him for trying new things um, He's trying to get his team focused on the game Difficult game tonight against an informed Hibs I think they've got enough in them If they go and defend properly To get a point I disagree, I think Hibs will win Oh, I'm not really keen me either <laughs> And I think, listen I don't think there's much chance for Hamilton at Ibrox tomorrow night there will be a chance for St Mirren if you if you tear. I know you boys went out to Fur Park after the show last Tuesday night. Hey, excuse me, one of us did. Oh, did you yeah, know? Yeah, Gordon didn't ah, make Dave. it. And you know you saw St Mirren win for the second midweek running at at Fur Park. So clearly Jim Goodwin's got something going there. If they could even better Hearts result this midweek, it tees up next midweek when they rearranged game that Friday night game that was off in the monsoon. That game at the Simple Digital Arena Will be huge in the context of the survival battle I'm interested though because last week Motherwell played St Mirren on the Tuesday And you still couldn't bring yourself To come along with me after the show Now tomorrow is bath night usually Yeah. So how's that going to fit? Are you going to bath first then go to the game? That seems like an unlikely thing the, to do the, 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 the big problem Gordon you know In this show that 
tomorrow night Games like Livingston Celtic Which is a big game And people will be phoning in that, and, and unfortunately They don't talk about us You know They leave us alone For some reason uh, So it'll all about Livingston and Celtic And Rangers and Hamilton Or yep. whatever So I, I I might be struggling to go And the well, reason I mean, the Let reason me, just, let me being, just help you out Because I've it, got a doctor's line here You know It is 2020 You, you could always just Record the Celtic game and then what do you, you get in from he's, Park? He's, he's recording the Man City game in the other side, aren't you? Yeah, well done, Roger. I'm glad you're who, here. Who are they but I don't know. Um, but what I'm going to say is, I've got a doctor's line. You know just now that I am struggling to hop along, right? You know that I dropped you right at the main door yeah, last week. Well, your car, and I parked my car and I got out to walk up, and unfortunately, he the, didn't. He didn't even pull over. He just stopped in the middle of the road I get out and went to Fir Park Anyway, speaking of English football Billy Gilmore starts for Chelsea tonight Against Liverpool in the Cup Yeah, FA Cup um, I believe it will it'll be a doubly big night for Billy Gilmore Because not only is he in a very strong Chelsea first team Against a very strong Liverpool first team But as luck would have it I believe the Scotland managers at Stamford Bridge tonight Really going to watch Andy Robertson The Scotland captain playing in the game Bonus for everyone Billy Gilmore's playing there as well I don't know whether that will lead to Billy Gilmore Making the squad for the Israel game I would doubt it so late in the day However, it gives Steve Clark A real chance to look at Billy Gilmore Against top class opposition I think Liverpool midfield tonight has got Fabinho in it It's got Adam Lallana in it As well as young Curtis Jones Who's shown in these cup competitions So far this season Big test for Gilmore And Steve Clark will be looking on Pepe and Bigger, thank you very much for your call We've got a full-time teaser coming up And we're going to speak to Billy in Balornock next Billy's a Rangers fan He's got some strong thoughts on the dropping of Alfredo Morelos at the weekend We'll hear them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com It's that time of the night when Roger and Gordon team up Roger does most of the work Gordon just stands on (laughs) and watches And they try and tackle the full-time teaser If you've got a good question and you think it could work for the show Send it in please Full-time at Clyde1.com Tonight's question is this 11 goalies And Mark Guidi won't be happy He likes it when I save the goalie questions Till a Wednesday, but tough 11 goalies Who've played in Scotland And also played for Man United, Man City, or Chelsea since 92-93. Hold on. They've played for... So 11 goalies who've played in Scotland and have also played for either Man United, Man City, or Chelsea since since 92-93. Not only have you successfully managed to understand the question after two reads of it, you've got one of the correct answers as well. Brilliant. Well done. Uh, Roy Carroll. Who was the other team, sorry, Gordon? Man, you, Man City, and who? Chelsea. Roy Carroll, yes. Okay. Uh, Dimitri Karin. Played for? He played for Chelsea and Celtic. Oh, he did. Brilliant. Well done. I'll take one more. Uh, so they've played for Man United, Man City, or Chelsea. And have played in Scotland. And have played in Scotland. All since 92 93. 92. Neil Sullivan didn't play up here Played for Chelsea I'm trying to think He was never up here was he? No Trying to think Jim Leighton Was he still at United? No No had he gone by then? Okay I'll give you that You've made a decent start Andy Gordon Dimitri Karin And Roy Carroll You can play along 
On Twitter at Clyde SSB We're going to speak to Craig Who's a Hearts fan very soon Let's speak to Billy first though Billy is a Rangers fan in Ballornock What's on your mind tonight Billy? How you doing lads? It's basically about Garden Stephen Jared I think you let Rangers down But let Bellas go across to Columbia I know there might be family problems But see the end of the day He gets paid a good way to play for Rangers And the way the travel is anyway With the airlines and all this And these viruses going about Who to see if we're going to make it back in time? So let me get this straight Billy You've got a problem With the decision To let him go In the first place Not the decision To drop him Once he got back No I'm going to come On to that in a minute Once you right, okay. that. Um I mean Gordon Difficult one isn't it Our manager's not You've got to try and Understand that There is a bigger picture Than football I know it's hard for fans But if there's family problems Personal problems I, I think the, the Rangers manager Handled that very well Gordon um, I think any manager In the country if you've got a player coming in saying, look, I have to go home for family reasons and he explains the situation, then, like, football to supporters is everything. But to players and everything like that, then family comes first. And I don't know what the how serious the situation was, but obviously the Rangers manager trusted in his player to say, yes, I'm going to give you the time to go and make sure everything's okay because if he keeps him here, Gordon, and things are, say, bad over in Colombia, your mind runs a million miles. You know, you're wondering what's going on. You're never off the phone. So you're not really concentrating in the game anyway. You're not concentrating your work or training, no matter if it's football or any walk of life. So I think the Rangers manager was right to allow him to go. What is it about that you disagree with, Billy? Well, I basically I disagree, but we've seen the day with the travel situations. I don't know how you get Columbia. I mean, I think it'll be two or three flights. In most situations, when people get held up in the airports, not anyway. So I would, you know, say wait till after the game, pal, and you can go and travel then. Because it's one of going to be the biggest game of the season. Plus, I would have played them. So they came back. I would say, you're not getting paid for being late, but you're playing. Put them on the bench. I mean, right. I don't understand. It came out of the part of basically the players trained all week. I do understand that. But as managers done this before in cup finals, Rangers have done it a couple of times bring Gordon, Gordon Smith up they bring try to win the cup they bring Hately up to win a game so that did the wash for me Right, two parts to this then Roger Billy's not happy that he was allowed to go to Colombia in the first place but also not happy that he was then left out yeah, listen, as a punishment I think had Morelos been available for Braga away last week he wouldn't have been anywhere near Colombia I think the manager agreed to let him go because there was a gap of I think three or four days and you, you need to put trust in your colleagues, your employees, your players, that they're going to fulfil their side of the agreement. And Morelos didn't. Um, in terms of leaving him out, I think you need to send out a message, not just to Alfredo Morelos, but to the entire squad of 25 or 28 players, that if you're given a bit of time off, if you're given a bit, you know, the courtesy of, of that by the manager, you need to fulfil your side of things. And if you don't, there have to be consequences. Um... Has it happened before? I've absolutely no idea whether it's happened before. Has there been any other issues with Alfredo Morelos? I've absolutely no idea. We have to look at it as if this is the first time it's happened. Stephen Gerrard clearly was sufficiently upset, annoyed, frustrated that Morelos hadn't fulfilled his side of the bargain that he chose mm. to leave him out. Most people that we've had get in touch with the show Agree But I, I think you can always look at the other side of it so, so let's try Is there not a case Roger To say that despite What you've mentioned About sending messages And no player being bigger than the club Etc That the absolute king Is result Result is king Above absolutely everything yeah. else So you play him You give yourself the best chance 
And and then you you deal with a punishment in another way. Yeah, but you see, see any any use in that at all? Stephen Gerrard, I think, buoyed by the performance and the result in Braga, would undoubtedly feel the team he named Tynecastle on Saturday evening would be good enough to beat Hearts. Had he not thought that, I'm sure Morelos would have played. And the players who did play in Morelos's absence let Stephen Gerrard down by not winning the game and then the decision looks foolish from there. What do you think, Billy? Well, I, I know he's, he's comfy, but you always think about it with Stephen Gerrard and if it was any other manager, he'd be a job in Because at the end of the day, it's basically the last bit of silverware, potentially. I mean, if Celtic don't slip up in the next couple of games, I mean, so when, when other manager would have been, been, been out the door. When would he have been out this job, Billy? Before Braga or a couple of days after he gets them through to the last 16? Well, I, well, I still think we'll get our season quite honestly, but I think it's because it's Stephen Gerrard. But if it was any other manager, I think it would have been a joke. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm asking you. So, if it wasn't Stephen Gerrard, when when would you have made, when would you have envisaged the decision being made to remove him from his job? Well, I, I, me personally, I still give him an our season. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he I don't agree what he done. I mean, but I still give him an hour. I still always, always give him three seasons because no, he I, used to I know that. I know that. But you also said that if this was anyone but Stephen Gerrard, they would be out of jobs. So I'm just asking when you think that would have happened before Braga, after Braga. Probably, uh, probably before Braga. Mm, no, I don't. I don't understand that, Billy. I think that. Uh, Obviously disappointed this season. I don't think they're going to get silverware. Uh, but I think they've invested long term in him. They've given him a new uh, contract. He's said already uh, today that he's in for a long term. So he'll get an season. Specifically on Morelos, because that was Billy's main point. Just to, to recap and so that we're clear on your take on it, Gordon. Mm. You would have let him go to Colombia in the first place? Yes. Would you have left him out of the squad for Tynecastle? Um Yes. I would have uh, what's, what's your I, thinking behind what, that Roger what, gave us his What, what I, I would have uh, done Gordon was I would have had him No I'm sorry I apologise I, I was wrong there I'd have had him in the squad I'd have probably put him on the bench I would have still made him a part of it But I'd, he's got to be made an example It's a fine line with the manager You know It's okay after the event You're thinking Would they have won that cup tie If we had Morelis Would they have been better with Morelis I think they would have obviously but as a manager, you've got to be seen to have discipline. You put your faith in the player. How many times? It's not just a one-off. He's let him down a few times. Uh, but I think you could have got away with taking him along, putting him on the bench, and then having a look at the way things are going, and then saying, look... It's not much of a punishment, though, then, is it? If, in yeah, terms yeah, of yes, sending a message. Yes, you're, you're leaving him out the team. And then what you've got is you've got an opportunity to turn around and then work in your favour by saying... You've let us down I'm putting you on this park And I want you to make sure That you make that up to the players Staff and myself And I think he could have maybe handled it that way But I can totally understand why he left them out completely Okay, Billy and Balonok Thank you very much for your call Hopefully we'll speak to you soon Any more on the teaser quickly? I've got, I've got Go for it, I don't know if I'm right here, right? <sighs> but Just I, give us the answer I, I'm giving you a story I signed him at Air United He played with about a million clubs Budgie Sturridge John Budgie Sturridge John Budgie Burridge <laughs> Burridge 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 Yeah John Burridge yes Is he? Yep. Who did you sign him for? I've signed him for air did He you? used to sleep in the boardroom on the Friday night before the games on the Saturday Sorry He's sleeping blanket Oh I'm biting my tongue here <laughs> On 
honestly, why? Or, <laughs> why I, I is the obvious question? He was the weirdest guy in the world. Seen you, Ru- <laughs> which one of these three teams did he play for? By the way, I, I think he played with them all. He played. He no, played, I played with Man City. Yeah. Do you know what? He see we went away to hotels. True. When he was rooming with someone, to come down, and I'll not name the, the the player. He says to me, "You need to move me." I says, "How? Hey, what's the problem?" He says, "Budgie." He says, "What he does is." If he gets up, he, he, he puts an orange beside the table. He says, and if he gets up to go to the toilet and he comes back, he'll shout, throw it. And the players to throw the orange and he dives across the bed. He was, honestly, I've never met a character in my whole life. Right. So he would come up on a Friday for the home games. He would bring a sleeping blanket. Now, we'd put him in the hotel, whatever, and he would stay in the boardroom. And he's he's his warm up was handstand. He used to walk about the dressing room. Hand, he was. Do you know what's strange? There is no evidence of him having played for air on his Wikipedia page. Oh, he, he was definitely there. I remember him. Yeah. I'm that, just. I'm just. Are you doing me? I signed him. I'm just on his Wikipedia page. I was just wanting a bit more information. Maybe. Maybe he wanted. Maybe he wanted to erase that from his. What year was memory? Uh, what uh, What year did I become? Ninety-seven-ish, uh, around about that, Roger. Yeah. 96, Gateshead, Northampton, Queen of the South, Blythe Spartans, Scarborough, Are you Blythe Spartans. Me? I'm just saying it's Are not on his Wikipedia. Me? No, I trust you. Your memory's brilliant. There's one of those running about behind you, Joel Pereira. Has to have played for the first team for Man United. Oh, well, sure he had. He has again. as well, yes. I was just, just thrown out there. Uh, uh, can you believe it? More, more to the point. Sorry to be well, cruel. Well, well on, on poor Joel. Uh, He's played for Man United's first team. The Hearts sub keeper tonight. Well, has he? He has. Yeah. What about Andy Dibble? Yeah Man City Okay we'll leave it there Let's speak to Craig Who is a Hearts fan from Edinburgh Craig your fellow Jambo A few moments ago Was very confident of Everything to be honest Winning tonight Staying up World domination What about you? Are you a bit more cautious? No he, he was absolutely delirious um, <laughs> To come out with things like that And see, see to be honest When he said something I, I might be misquoting him here But he said something like Of course we're not going down We're the Jambos that, that, that's like Celtic saying we're going to win the league. We're Celtic. It, it doesn't happen. You know, you're not you've not got a god given right to stay up or win a league or anything like that. And I actually think the the worst result for Hearts was beating Rangers in, in the cup because they need to they, they need to focus on the league. Um, and Rangers actually probably the worst result for them because it was their best shot at silverware. You know, fantastic that they're that they're doing so well in Europe and. And, um, and getting the, the coefficient up and things like that, do, doing really well for Scottish football. But for on a on a selfish view, I think it was it was the worst result for, for both clubs. And I, to be honest, I don't understand how a Hearts fan can come on and say that we, we're going to stay up because we're jambos. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. Do you not uh, follow that that argument, Craig, which says you know maybe you can take confidence from the Scottish Cup and, and try and take that into the league? Does that not work for you? No, because what look look what happened last time we yeah. beat Rangers, you know. So it was you know Daniel Stendel came in and it was meant to be that he, he was going to change the way we're playing, high line and things like that, and more attacking football. And but what I don't understand is how players like Machino are left on the bench. He, he's a brilliant playmaker and he, he doesn't seem to get a sniff. So um, I'm not of the opinion that that's going to boost confidence and and things are going to happen. I mean, the last time I called in. Um, Hearts were playing Livingston away And I, says I, I expected it to be a draw And it was And see to be honest Tonight I think Hibs could put four past us um, Being realistic And I hate to say it But uh, being realistic I think that, that would be 
a, a, an achievable result for them. Um, and I mean, don't get me wrong, getting through the Scottish Cup, yeah, it was. It's, it's a brilliant achievement, and to get to draw Hibs in the in the semi final, it'd be fantastic to get them at Hamden and and do the same as we've done to him before. You know, four nils and five ones, but if it's going to happen or not, I, I don't think so. And that, that's unfortunately the, the realistic situation that we're in. I can I can understand Craig's point of view of what happened the last time, uh, but as a player or a manager, I'd rather get into tonight's game against Hibs at Easter Road knowing that I'd beaten Rangers at the weekend. I'm the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. I would take more positives to try and you know, get that forward step to try and get safety in the league rather than lose to Rangers at the weekend and then get into another game on Tuesday night. I think you've got to start somewhere. Um, I think it will be a difficult game against Hearts, Craig. I'm not denying that. But you've got to start to, to, to pick up points. And as I said, I would rather get into the game tonight on the back of a win and a semi-final. Absolutely, but you've got... I mean, supposing... I've never been a, a professional player, but, you know, if, if you... Take that high, and then it's just such a consistent low. You've got to wonder what what's going on with, with the with the mentality there. Because yeah, you've got to take positives from it. Fantastic result, but we've we've not done it against anybody else. So I just I don't understand how that's going to how that's going to come through tonight. And I, I honestly I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But I just I can't see it. I can't see it going any other way. Yeah, Roger Craig makes some interesting points. If you were basing this on Anything other than Well Hearts sometimes pull a result out of the bag Then then you would tip Hibs And you would you would tip Hibs heavily I think that, Like I say that's, that's all you've got to go on That Hearts Well they did it against Rangers And they, they might do it again But Craig's Craig's probably adopting a more realistic approach Yeah and then Craig's probably seen them more than any of us this season And they've been a poor lot this season um, Under Daniel Stendhal Under Austin McPhee Under Craig Levine they haven't been able to pull themselves out the mire any stage this season. Um, if you look solely at their league form, very little indication they're capable of pulling themselves out the mire. So games are running out for Daniel Stendhal. And listen, it was great for Hearts to beat Rangers. Great for Hearts that are going to Hamden for a semi-final. It gives all the supporters like Craig a day out. That's not the main thing. The priority for Hearts has to be staying in the league. Hearts found out the other year, what it was like to get down to the championship. Did very well to come back up at the first attempt under Robbie Nielsen. They do not want to go back to the championship. They need to start very quickly picking up points. It's Hibs tonight. Tough game against Motherwell at the weekend. Away to a relegation rival in St Mirren after that. None of these games are easy. And eventually, they're going to have either start winning games and picking up points three at a time... Or they're in real bother Craig I'll let you go and enjoy the game If that's the right word You don't sound too confident Make sure you give us a call back in the coming days Let us know when it's all said and done If you are on to say I told you so Or if you're on to hold your hands up and say you got it wrong Craig in Edinburgh will speak to you soon Hopefully quickly on the teaser We're looking for 11 goalies They've played in Scotland And they've played for Man United Man City Or Chelsea All since 92-93 So we've got guys like uh, What have you got so far? You've got Andy Dibble Andy Gorham Dimitri Karin Joel Pereira John McIlvani's got a few He's mm. sent some in He's doing pretty well I must say Colin Moffat Got your John Burridge ah. Shout as well So did Martin Gray 
Uh, what else have we got? Loads of people taking part in it, which is always encouraging to see. Token Jester throwing a couple of nice names in. Hugh67's got one that you don't have yet. Oh. What about uh, Nicky Weaver? Show me the working. Played for Man City. I think he was up here. Played yeah, she played with Man City. Yeah, remember him. And who up here? In D United? No. I'll give you it, but it was Aberdeen. Oh, is it Aberdeen he played yeah. for? Mm. Ah. So you've got what you got seven already. Hey, only four to get. We'll get no. You've only got four to get. Let's maintain some suspense. Okay. We'll get it next and kick off at Easter Road as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Game underway at Easter Road Just two minutes on the clock Hibs nil Hearts nil Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here So we'll keep you up to speed On anything that happens in the opening 10-15 minutes or so Before we have to disappear Anything jumping out at you In terms of shape or formations Or anything that surprised you From what you thought before the game Well I said earlier that When I seen the um, lineup coming in from Hearts I thought they were going to be positive And go with two up top and it looks like they've gone with Washington and Boyce up top, Gordon. So the the fancy that a result tonight, four four two for Hearts. Is that it? I thought you were going to say something else here. You just sort of stopped. No, yeah, I, thought, I thought Roger was going to come in. Are we getting a goal? Are we getting a score prediction from you? Yeah, I'm going one one. Oh, okay. Three one Hibs. Okay. What's impressed you most about Hibs recently? Um. The way that Jack Ross's January signings have just blended into the team And I know Omeyonga and McNulty have been at the club before And that probably eases the transition into the team They have been impressive As has Greg Doherty As has Paul McGinn If you'd said to me that Paul McGinn Who is a versatile player But was going to play at a right-sided centre-half in a back three I would have been surprised But he's taken to it like a duck to water Hibs look a really well-balanced side and I think they can have a successful end to the season Okay, tonight's teaser is this It's been sent in by John Smith Thanks as always to John And if you want to hear your question on a future show The address you need to send it to is fulltime at Clyde1.com Tonight we're looking for 11 goalies who've played in Scotland And also played for Man United, Man City or Chelsea All since 92-93 So guys like John Burridge, Man City and loads of clubs up here Roy Carroll Man United and Rangers um, Andy Dibble Man City Aberdeen Rangers Andy Gorham Man United Hibs Rangers Motherwell Dimitri Karin Joel Pereira Who's on the bench at Easter Road tonight And Nicky Weaver Four to get Casper Smeichel Get in there Did he Man- ever Who did he play for? He played with the famous Man City Did he? The Blues I know his dad did Did he play as well? Yeah Okay. Before he went to Leicester mm, You're right, well done Thank you Falkirk and Man City Casper Schmeichel What about Nick Colgan? I'm just looking at Hibs here I was thinking Hibs goalkeepers Nick Colgan, Man City and Hibs? Yes Roger well Hanna Well done And this is the one that always catches me out Whether or not he played up here I know he played for Man City She given? No 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 The other one And I can't quite remember He certainly played up here I think he played for City Steve Simonson? No No no. Couldn't remember what his clubs were doing There we go, two to get, plenty of time to get them Let's hear from Stephen Robinson He says his personal issues have played no part In Motherwell's slump in form The manager was cleared of claims he assaulted his partner In Edinburgh in December Motherwell have been on that long winless run He says he wants to repay the club for their support It was very stressful on all my family and everyone involved in it But um, 
you know, that's justice has been done and we can draw a line under it. You know, coming to work and fully concentrating on, on the team and, and, and trying to keep things going was the, the good bit of it. club have been fantastic. You know, I, I, they were unwavering in their support for me. I don't think that was ever in any doubt. We've got a great respect for each other and, you know, they knew what I was doing. They seen my work ethic and all the staff's work ethic. That didn't change throughout this. Although you guys would probably like to say that was the reason. You know, there was numerous reasons why we weren't winning football matches, loss of form, the amount of games that we had, suspensions, as I said, and, and injuries. And, you know, everybody forgot to mention that we lost Devontae and, and James Scott and Chris Long for long periods of that. So there is reasons, and, and that certainly wasn't one of them. And the club, I've been very quick to point that out. Few different strands there. Good to hear Stephen Robinson is, is trying to move on and draw a line under what must have been a fairly difficult situation, Roger. For what it's worth, I'm not sure. I didn't certainly hear many people making a link between the two in terms of Motherwell's form and his off field um, no. issue. So it's something they're just going to have to get right now. And hopefully for Stephen Robinson, his family, everyone involved, that, that side of it is now put to bed and, and they move on. Yeah, and listen, I think they're two separate things altogether. Um, the slump in form, Motherwell have punched above their weight this season. For Motherwell on their budget to be above Aberdeen and Hibs and Hearts is a triumph. We're into the month of March. They're sitting a point above Aberdeen in third place in the table. They could be headed for the Europa League. The they're going to have hiccups at some stage through the season. It's about how they recover from those hiccups. They've had a bad couple of weeks. You boys have seen them in the Tuesday nights against St Mirren, or maybe not in Daz's case. <laughs> They'll need to bounce back. They've got a nice home game against Ross County tomorrow night. They're away to the team at the bottom of the league, Hearts, on Saturday. So the opportunity is there. And then they've got a fantastic game at home to Aberdeen a week on Friday night. So if they can just get themselves out of the slump And play the way they've played for the majority of the season Gordon Absolutely no reason why Motherwell cannot finish third Somehow they are still third Gordon mm-hmm. um, It's been a really difficult run They're still in third A home game against Ross County If you want to finish third You have to win those They've already lost to Ross County at home this season You maybe would have said that This time last week You're at home to St Mirren Who are down the bottom That's a winnable game as well And that one did not go to plan is it safe to say if Mother will have realistic hopes of, of holding on to that third, they do need to pick up all three points tomorrow? Yeah, and tomorrow I think we'll have bounced back ability, Gordon. I think we will pick up the three points against Ross County. It will be difficult. Uh, form's been poor. But at the start of the season, a top, anywhere in that top six finish, I think is a good season. Um, and I think the Motherwell manager knows that he's lost some important players I thought Scott was a big loss in the January window, obviously cashed in. But um, I just think tomorrow night at home against Ross County, good enough to get three points. Okay, tonight's teaser then is this. Can you name 11 goalies who have played in Scotland and also played for Man United, Man City or Chelsea all since 92-93? You're doing pretty well. You've got John Burridge, Roy Carroll, you've got Nick Colgan, Andy Dibble, Andy Gorham, Dimitri Karin, Joel Pereira, Casper Schmeichel, Nicky Weaver, which leaves you with two to get. Did Kevin Pilkington play up here? Former Man United backup goalie. He's not one. No. The other one I was thinking, what about Nicky Culkin? Who would be Man United and Livy, maybe? Yes. <laughs> I must admit, I didn't think you would get that one. 
Well done, Roger. The two that you've got left are, are tricky. I did not think Only you would one get left. Nick. Uh, yeah, but when when it was oh, those two, they were, they were both tough. Um, I did not think you would get Nick Culkin. Well done, Man United and Livingston. Well, there's absolutely no chance I'm getting the last one, so it's up to you, Roger. Former Motherwell keeper as well. Oh no, Keith McRae, <laughs> 1970s. <laughs> Played with Man City. Remember Keith McRae? McRae, Gord, uh, Roger. Oh, I, I got back. I remember Peter McCloy at Motherwell Hugh Sprott at Motherwell right, yeah. it's, it's None of them Right okay I'm, I'm out I have no idea I mean If I could to, You know On paper A guy that you should get Gordon He played for Motherwell And he played for Man City oh. <laughs> you mean, you're, you're two clubs hey, that, hey, that's, I'm going home now Can't believe you let me down with this I mean this has got you written all over it No it's not Don't say Joe Hart I've no idea Give us a clue He's a goalie Played in the sort of Stuart McCall era 2013 to 15 he was part of a successful oh, Model team He wasn't boy, great If I'm being honest Gunnar Nielsen Gunnar Nielsen Ah wouldn't have got him Well done Thank you very much Roger and Gordon Thank you for all your tweets All your calls And for just keeping us company Still goalless In the Edinburgh Derby We'll reflect on that tomorrow And build up to some massive games Rangers at home to Hamilton Celtic going to Livy Amongst others Join us tomorrow from 6 with Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy And Stephen Mill is up next He's in for Callum Gallagher Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation for more than 40 years Talk to thompsons.com